Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi everyone and welcome to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. Today we're going to talk about going postal. The uh, 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 spree, spree killers and how um, that was a big pattern back in, well I guess it's still, I guess it still happens from time to time, but it, it was a, it was a thing back in the 90s, Brandy. I know you are a 90s gal. I am, I am, I remember those back in the 90s. It was like every other day, some, somebody at the post office was yeah. cleaning house. Yes, and so we're going to talk about um, postal killings, but before we do, I would like to remind everyone that we are a true crime comedy podcast. It seems like an odd combination, Brandy. It is an odd combination true crime. to me. It does, but we make yeah. it work. We do make it work. But sometimes we use adult language. Occasionally. And, uh, of course, we do not want to offend anyone. So if you are offended by adult language, we would suggest you find out you check out one of the other fine, independently produced true crime podcasts out there, like our good friend Nina in Already Gone and yeah, Christy Lee in Canadian True Crime. There's there's a lot of them, Colonel. Oh, Ben, Roseanne, Ben. Yeah, they yeah. Were among us, Ben and I heard Ben. I heard Ben on a Shutter um, advertisement the other day. Ben's just oh. Ben's just famous. He's world yeah, he's famous. He's got a podcast now, yeah. I was listening to. Yeah, he has. He's got everything. He's got book deals. He's got TV. He's got podcasts. He's, he basically the, he's basically the uh, the uh, Jay Z of podcasting to me. <laughs> Jay Z. Wow. What's uh, he, What's he's Nina? got his hand in, in everything to me. Nina is what's her name? A Nikki. Beyonce. Minaj. Oh, she's Nicki Minaj. Yeah. Well, she should check on her brother's friend. <laughs> He's got big balls, and he cannot lie. <laughs> and he yeah. cannot lie. Yeah. And he's single now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good luck getting a date. Everyone talking about your well, balls. It reminds me, I don't know if you remember that South Park episode where everybody, all the men got the huge balls. They had to carry them around in wheelbarrows. 
Oh, you no, should I'm look a, that one back up. I'm a 47 year old woman. I don't remember oh, that. Well, it, it was a good one. It was a good one. Hmm. Yeah, you got. You have to be careful when when you have big balls. Yeah, they they can be it can be uncomfortable at times. Because they cannot lie. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. you know, they drag you down before you know it. You're a hunchback. Yeah. Oh, it causes bad problems. I had to have a testicle. Yeah, I, I had to have testicle it. reduction. Much, that's, a, that's a derogatory term, isn't it? I shouldn't use that. I guess I don't know what. What's the politically correct term for hunchback? I think it's hunchback. hunchback. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's not. I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a medical term, but it's not. Yeah, but I don't think you're I supposed mean, to identify people as hunchback. I'm sure there's some. A more appropriate term. Well, I think the people of, I think the people of Notre Dame would disagree with you there. We're still struggling. We're still struggling with midgets, aren't we, Colonel? I, I mean, I, I, I mean, don't I know little a, people. Opinion, and, little people, that's more offensive. To I me. don't think. Well, that's me too. I don't think that's a uh, that is any uh, better than midget. No, I mean. Well, I, I also feel like maybe you guys aren't in the best position to be commenting on it since you're both fully grown we're above we're above reproach yeah sure that's not it but okay well i mean what timmy so if you're looking up uh midget porn now you have to you have to different keyword right so even hold on so the porn industry has become politically correct timmy yeah, I don't think I don't think you can. I don't think it's midget. The porn industry is woke now, is what you're telling me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and if you, I, you know what? If, I want to talk about postal shootings. If you go around talking about midgets having sex, now I'm uncomfortable. Then you know you get canceled. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> I mean, no one listens to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, as what it are you going to do? <laughs> Imagine yeah. if we get canceled. Yeah, what are you going to do to me? Whatever. Let me introduce a lady who is uh, known throughout throughout the land as Brandy the Benevolent. She's very benevolent, Colonel. I, I haven't seen that side, but go ahead. Yes. Uh, she I is. Am. She is known for having a big heart, not big balls. Well, she probably, she's kind of known for that no. too, but a big heart. Well. Uh, Her Majesty Queen Brandy the First. How are you, Brandy, if at all? I'm all right, Timmy. Just kind of, you know, making making our way through the pandemic. I know. You know, we we kind of went on a rant last last episode about getting vaccines, uh, and I know you know everyone don't see eye to eye on that that topic, but we really want all of our listeners to be vaccinated. So please. Do that. Well, the, do it for if you don't do it to protect yourself. Do it to protect the colonel. Yeah. Do it to protect Noah. And Noah, and my mom, and your mom. Exactly. Uh, exactly. So and Bo. you know, Noah and I are just we're just all making our way through the pandemic. He's very uh, nonchalant about it. Just doesn't seem to get real worked up. He's got to wear a mask. He wears it. Does he still point he out? Doesn't. Does he still point it out when people are not wearing masks? Because I'm kind of getting to that point where I'm, I'm with Noah. On yeah, this. he does. He does. But you know, that's become the secondary reason for me not taking him out anywhere. Um, <laughs> that's yeah. That's just secondary. But 
but yeah, he he will still do it every once in a while. What's the uh, so, primary reason you don't take him anywhere? Because I don't. People are crazy, and you know he's not vaccinated. He's a little guy. He's not vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. And you know, just even getting the the call from school that says, "Hey, you know, he's been exposed, and you guys need to stay home." Like that was the most nerve wracking thing I've oh ever. Oh my god! I mean, if I, I mean, I would. If I with. had kids, I'd be terrified right now of sending them to school. I yeah. Really so I mean, it's just. You know, that was nerve-wracking as hell. So now I'm like, okay, we don't need to go anywhere. I even told my parents just got back from, you know, uh, wherever they were out west. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a few days before Noah comes over. Because you all have lost your damn minds. Well, we need more of Noah's common sense. (laughs) We do. Well, let's let's not go Noah 2024. (laughs) How how is our, our friend Stephanie doing? She's good. She's good. Her and I haven't seen each other in a little while, but she's she's doing good. She's in a good place. She's healthy, and so oh, good. she sounds better than she has in a while. And but I've been a shitty person, and not hmm. her and I like send each other memes all the time. But we just haven't had a chance to talk because everybody's so busy with work. Yeah, because you usually go to uh, take your trip out to the cabin in the woods, right? I know, and she's she got a new job and she got promoted. Oh, so good! Well, congratulations. It's been Stephanie. harder. Yeah, so she it's got been a harder new job and then get, got promoted. To get out there, but she's a go-getter. She got a new job and then she got Damn. promoted. Damn! Yeah, that girl must that's be a, a bad reflection on the. That's a bad inflection and uh, yeah. a bad reflection on the employees at the place. If you just get a job, <laughs> then you get promoted right away. Well, I mean, she had the job for like, you know, I don't know, six, seven, eight months, and then she got promoted. She got a new store, and she seems to be liking that much better. Well, good for her. Good for her. Yeah. So, I miss her. Well, I would, um, I probably should introduce, uh, you know, this. these are turbulent times, Randy. And, uh-huh. um, you know, we look, we all look for guidance on you know, in the pandemic, uh, in a very turbulent political climate that we're in. And mm-hmm. the one bright spot for all of us is we have a man in our lives who can give us direction. Is it Jesus? Uh, no, no. It's a man who no. is known as uh, an oasis in the desert of despair, Brandy. I think we've been over he is not. Uh, he is a man of God. He, nope. He is a uh, nope. problem solver. Nope. The very honorable, the Colonel. Nope. The Reverend Colonel <laughs> Charles Beauregard. It's been a while since Lord. I've done this. Charles Beauregard, Hawk Walters the Third, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm not good, Timmy. I'm not good, Timmy. Oh, oh God. Well, you know, Brandy, we oh, are, no. we so often we unburden ourselves uh, to to this man, and no, we don't. Sometimes we have to we have to step back and 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 remember that he, uh, although he is you know godlike, he is still a human, and he he oh, has his own sake. has his own trials and tribulations. So you know that he doesn't control your retirement check. Settle down. <laughs> Tell us, Colonel, what what are some of the uh, challenges that you are facing? Well, currently? it's been 
it's, it's been a while since we've been on here, Timmy, so lots of things have happened. The first thing, uh, last week I was yeah. at work and a rail fell, a rail broke and broke my toe, Timmy. Broke my toe. Oh, no. Um, he was, wait a minute, the best part was he was following a gecko like a puppy <laughs> through the parking lot. Cute lots. little gecko, and it went down the stairwell. And so you, the so he, was doing, he was doing a good deed, trying to protect a gecko. Right. And no, he wasn't. He was being nosy. Well, we're over to Ryan. I and just wanted the, the gecko to be okay. You know, we're not in the safest of neighborhoods down there. So I uh, and, and so you tried to do something nice, and look what happens. You break your toe. I broke my toe, Timmy. Uh, let's see. Have we been on here since uh, little Bo had his surgery? But he's all healed up, and he's uh, fine. And, you know, $3,000 later, we're all, you know, happy that Bo's back to his little psychotic self. Uh, but really, money is, money doesn't matter. No, nah, not when it comes yeah. to Bo. Uh, right. I'm uh, starting a new book, Timmy. Um, well, this, oh, new book. this is, a this is really to an addendum to, to, to my how to make love to a woman, Timmy. Uh, it, it, it's just Gross. an it, it's an additional second release. Um, how to make love during a pandemic, Timmy? Because <laughs> I like that. Well, you know, it's it, it's hard to social distance and fornicate at the same time, Timmy. Well, it's the age old. Yeah, so I depend, I guess it depends on. What you're working with, to a degree, it it does really, but you know, <laughs> I mean, you should always wear a mask, obviously, you know, and mm-hmm. which you know precludes then any kind of uh, well, well, I think I really think there should be v- vagina mask out there. <laughs> there should, because you know, they are there are they're called panties. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and well, yeah, yeah. So I mean, when you. You know, and the woman shouldn't wear a mask because obviously she has to have, you know. Uh, Colonel, what's your what's your take on uh, the hygiene down there? Um, should women sh- be, always be shaved, or do you like what the, the fuck is even well, happening? The seventies type of look. I, you or? know, I think that's really a matter of personal taste, Timmy. I don't, I don't <laughs> want to tell women that. Uh, Literally. I don't want to tell women yeah. that they should, uh, what they should or shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, you don't want to go down there with a weed whacker just trying to find things. Because, but you know, if you no, read my exactly. book, it gives a. The thing is, if you read my book, it gives you a, a, really a roadmap to the woman's parts down there, the 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 uterus oh. and the cervix so, and the G spot, and uh, mm. you know, doesn't do any and of that. If you. Uh, you know, put dense junglery in that to me. It 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 makes it hard to find <laughs> junglery. Yeah, it makes it hard. To and find there's it. a there's a risk of forest fires too. <laughs> exactly. I mean, have you seen California? The way the climate change is going, you're liable to just spontaneously burst into flames down there. So, you know, that's that's some Not of the things thing. I'm working on right now, Timmy. And well, I, you always you're always <clears throat> contributing to mankind, Colonel. Well, I, I like to think, I think so. That's why people love you. I mean, I I, I like to think Ooh. that I'm, you know, I'm nothing if not selfless, Timmy. Yeah. So yeah, I, I hear that all the time, yeah. Brandy, when people talk mm-hmm. about. So. No, no, you so, don't. Oh, you remember that time, Brandy, when uh, Chuck 
drew that little picture of the lady parts and I do remember that and it was scary it. how much he didn't know. <laughs> How much he didn't know. Well, and yeah, I, mean, I mean, what what's amazing funny. is that you would question his authority on on that, and that you're a woman and you right. did not even know some of the things that he was pointing out. What, right? Yeah. There well, there were so that. many there women was, that was that, coming up to me that. after that, to me, and saying, "That's what that is." No, they weren't. That. Thank you, Colonel. They That's what that though. is. So nobody ever. So Brandy ever and that. and women. I mean, like when you're you know, in school or whatever, do they have you take a mirror and put down there and then point out all the little different parts? You know, surprisingly, they don't. Hmm. I would think that would be so, like a freshman in college. They should do that right away, would think. Well, you know, it's, I went to school in the 90s, and it, even back, you know, back in the 90s, things weren't as progressive as they are now. So, uh, So you think now they do that? I know they I give you a little. They, they give you a all. little mirror, and no, I don't think they do I that think, at all. No, they, they should. They should. I think they should go back to uh, yeah. home economics. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I never. That I was kind of. A, yeah, what did you study in home ec? Like how to cook uh, and. I made a pillow. Yeah, you're supposed to figure out. You know. Supposed to show you how to cook. So, how many pillows have you made since that class? Uh, absolutely none. <laughs> so, it really, what it really wasn't but, a crucial skill that you learned. It really wasn't like, but I mean, we also learned how to sew on a button. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's important. That thing, is like, important, Colonel. That is, but I mean, like, I took home ec in like the sixth and seventh grade. So, I mean, it wasn't like I was going to carry those skills throughout whenever, because I don't remember that you shit. you certainly haven't. But, Well, if, yeah. you, if you had you not been skipping class, I mean, if you had a male uh, home ec teacher, we, we know how you would have sure, passed yeah, the course. That. Well, not... In 6th or 7th well, grade? In 6th I mean, or 7th grade, they didn't have to travel. So... Well, I don't, I don't know how old you were in sixth or seventh grade, because obviously, <laughs> and you might have been twenty-five for the, all we know. Oh, really? Bazinga! Well, I'm just saying. Bazinga that, that, to me. I mean, this is, this is what we're gonna do. <laughs> I see. Well, I've missed you. I haven't had a chance to, uh-huh. to uh, talk to you much. So, yeah, I don't I have to like make up for lost me. time. No. Well. No, it's you know. It's okay. I'm but sure. No, I'm sure. Our, seventh grade. No. I'm sure our listeners would love it if we got to the story. Well, I bet they would. We're going to talk toe's about. My toe's fine, by the way. It's healing up nicely. So, I have. I have a good, oh, good. sense system. No one asked. So. Oh shit! Fuck off. So. So. You, you know, I was thinking about off. this story, Timmy, and and. Mm-hmm. If you no, wanted you to, uh, it's the first time well, you've seen it. Yeah, but when I opened it and I started thinking about it, um, you know, mm-hmm. we have the NSA collecting data on our cell phones, and you know, they basically know a lot about us. But if you really want to know about somebody, go ask that mailman. Because oh, the mailman so they, knows everything. They know what's about going you. on. Your... Oh yeah. I mean, 
you know, he knows what magazines you get, what bills you're getting. Have you ever slept with a mailman, Brandy? No. No? Nope. Yeah, so I, I, I think there's nobody that That's... knows you better than your mailman. You would probably, if you had you done that, Brandy, you might have got more coupons than your neighbor. Yeah. More coupons. You get that Reach magazine. <laughs> okay. I get, I get the Reach magazine. Thank you very much. Fuckers. Okay. Well, let's, I'm ready. Jennifer San Marco. Does that name ring a bell, Brandy? Jennifer Markham? Jennifer San Marco. Does that ring a bell? Oh, Jennifer San Marco. No. Okay. Well, she is the uh, focus, you could say, of our story today. Although we're going to talk about a lot of different, um, a lot of different occasions when people went postal, and mm. I'm sure that uh, the colonel will be able to enlighten us on this, uh, why these things occur. Sure. But going postal is a slang phrase referring to becoming extremely and without control angry, often to the point of violence, Brandy. I'm sure you're aware. I mean, I'm sure you can relate to that. And usually I have heard. And usually in a workplace environment. The if you look it up on Urban Dictionary, Brandy, you'll you you'll can learn more about this. But the expression derives from a series of incidents from 1986, uh, when you were uh, in the 30, sixth grade, 35 or so. Not even. Uh, when uh, in, in incidents of, from 1986 onward, in which the United States Postal Service (USPS) workers shot and killed managers, fellow workers and members of the police or general public. So, they... It's kind of a dick move. They didn't discriminate. They shot and they killed everyone. Between 1970 and 1997, what's your favorite song from the 90s, Brandy? Uh... Well, you're not prepared for this podcast, I no, can see. I wasn't prepared for my favorite song... It's, um, it's, um, it's, um, it's, um, Night and Day by Al B. Sure. Night and Thank Day. Thank you very much. And Colonel, yeah, what's your, what's up. your favorite song of like the 70s or 80s? 70s or 80s? Um, I, you know, there's so many good ones. I've been, I've been listening to The Call here lately again, Timmy. Remember The Call? You've been listening to what? The Call? I don't. Yeah. Do I? Uh, a little bit of a new wave band, but, you know. Logan likes him. He's got me. Oh, I like to. Uh, of course, it'd be you know a Bruce song to me. Probably. Would you like to sing Downbound uh, Train? She just said, "Go, no. Joe. I gotta go. We had it once. We ain't got it anymore." Mm. There you go, devil. People like his singing, no. Brandy. No. No, they don't. I thought your favorite song would have been Brandy by Looking Glass. Well, that was Brandy, yours. who was a fine girl you, and a you, good wife. She, she was, was a fine girl. Well, first of all, but you asked me my favorite song from the 90s. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> Looking Glass was not in the 90s, but thanks. Well, you know that, uh, you know with uh, Brandy, that song Brandy, uh, 
they talk about his uh what would they talk about colonel uh his raging glory yeah. i believe that he could the feel term. it's raging glory talking about the ocean talking about he could feel the, the raging, raging glory, glory timmy i'll i'll make you feel the, the raging glory <laughs> brandy did you did you, did you did you see your economics professors raging, raging glory, glory? Is that what oh he called God, it? Here's my off. raging glory, girl. Come on over. How did it make oh, you feel, Brandy, that a man left you for a body of water? <laughs> I mean, I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> Whatever. Well, in fairness to me, he had always told the truth. Lord, he was an honest man. He Lonnie. Was, he his was, name was fucking Lonnie. <laughs> Lanny. His name was Lonnie, not Lordy. His name was goddamn Lonnie. Who? And he was an honest man. And Brandy tried her best to understand. Do mm-hmm. do 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 do. Fuck off. I wonder. Let's go. I wonder if like she worked at that bar the rest of her life, waiting for him to come back. It's kind of sad. Like uh, like Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, yeah. You know, you who see, was that woman? No, uh, what's that? Uh, what's that song? Uh, by Are you talking about Stella? No. No, what was the song by uh Barry Manilow? Copacabana. Oh, Andy? No, Copa. Copacabana. Oh, Copacabana. Yeah. It, yeah. Oh, Copa. Tony yeah, she, Tony what's his name? Tony Orlando and Don. He you know, the guy She lost her she lost her used to, she lost her Tony, now she's lost her mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brandy lost to Lonnie, then she lost a mind. Um, you know, the 70s, nope. now that I think of it, Timmy, it, it was filled with such bread. Remember that group, bread? Yeah, bread. And yeah. Baby, that's that's bread. what you put I, on when you're, when you're making out. Baby, I'm a on one. Sofa. Baby, I'm a one. Baby, I need you. I don't get that. Does that mean at some point in the future <laughs> you're going to want a girl? Does it mean, what does that mean? I'm going to want you. You know, he's like, just you know that now. song they did, Diary? That was tragic, Brandy. I found a diary underneath he found tree. a diary. And then he found it, the bitch was talking about someone else, not yeah. him. Yeah. Why are you reading it to begin with? <laughs> You're talking about it being a narcissist. Yeah. I mean, you find a diary yeah. and you automatically think she's talking yeah. about you. <laughs> yeah, that was that was they, that whole group was a mess. David Gates but you know that Brad Brand was Brad was the music you put on when you're getting ready to make oh, out yeah. on the sofa with your yeah. girlfriend. They sold more eight tracks of that thing, yeah. and it's probably what eight you know. You probably was what yes. Brandy made out to when with her softball team. I'm sure they no what? <laughs> I think she was. Well, you've told us before that your softball team that they were very close. You did say very close. Emotionally, and I mean, we don't we don't judge Brandy. We're not judging anything. No, we're not. Judging First of all, you are judging. You are absolutely because you guys are assholes, and that's what you do. Second of all, no, I don't know why you keep saying that well, I make out to all this old ass music. And I, it was not, <laughs> you know, what the fuck. It's good music to make out to. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you know what was that uh, little? Uh, what's that song? Frankie Valley. Uh, Frankie Valley goes to Hollywood. That's what. Yeah, that was a Brown Eyed Girl was a good one to make out to. Oh, you. Van Morrison. Van Morrison is is just yeah. You can't really go wrong with him. Into the mist. I mean, all yeah. those songs. It's like ooh. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. Women would they'll drop their panties. You put that on eight. Put that eight, put that eight track yeah. in and. Yeah, I miss eight tracks. The way that you would switch, you know. 
A B track. Uh, yeah. That was. I missed it because they were very. Uh, those the track the eight tracks cartridges was fucking <laughs> big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, you you bring five, <sighs> four or five of them, and they take up your whole car. And Timmy, did you have the uh, the little briefcase for all your cassettes to throw in your car? No, but you know what I did have? I had one of those uh, 8-track players that you could carry, and they were, like, all different. Oh, know, yeah. Like, orange and yeah. green and pink. Yeah, you carried it around, so you could walk You could walk around your neighborhood playing your music. With your 8-track, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I like 8-track If tapes. you're feeling a little... And when you're in a car, yeah, you, you had to... <laughs> it totally fucked up, and you had to pull all the tape out yeah that would happen to you on cassettes too and eight tracks were easier oh, yeah, you because had to use a they pencil. you know half of them stuck out but a cassette you got uh-huh. stuck and that was bad yeah so yeah i remember i remember i had eight track tape of electric light orchestra and it was pretty good that was a pretty good band girl Yellow. And I can't get it out of my head. No, my. People like when he sings, Brandy. Yeah, there you go. Give you a little snippet of it all, Devil. Between 1970 and 1997, more than 40 people were killed by current or former employees uh, in at least 20 different incidents that had to do with post offices. Between 1986 and 2011, workplace shootings, and this is all workplace shootings, happened uh, roughly twice a year. I don't know, but that doesn't make sense. Uh, with an average of 11.8 people being killed per year. Oh, that's at the, that is a post office. That's directly, that's post office mm-hmm. incidents. In 1998, the United States Congress conducted a joint hearing to review the violence in at the U.S. Postal Service. In the hearing, it was noted that while the Postal Service accounted for less than 1% of the um, civilian labor force, 13% of workplace homicides were committed at postal facilities by current and former postal employees. What do you think about that, Brandy? I think that number's low. You know, I don't even look examples. my postman in the eye. I don't even make eye contact with him. <laughs> no, he doesn't look you in the eye, and there's a reason for uh, that. He just, because he sees I've your mail. I've luckily gotten one of those slots that, you know, you just open it he up. He probably hates you. Comes he probably him. hates you, Colonel, because you got all your fan mail and stuff that I he can't. I know, I know. Yes, though. And people, can you autograph this? Can, can you send me a picture and... But you know, I, I I I tip him good at Christmas and uh, and Easter and Halloween, so you know that that's kept me alive to date. I'm going to mm-hmm. um, give us some examples, Brandy, of incidents okay. that occurred in the postal facilities. On August 13, 1970, in Los Angeles, California, Harry Sindro age 54, a postal supervisor, was shot in the back three times 
by Alfred Kelman, who was 41 years yeah, old, whom, whom the uh, supervisor had sent home for being intoxicated. Uh, five hours later, Kelman uh, was found uh, unconscious and was arrested. Police officials, a police officer said he appeared to be intoxicated. So that's just one example, Brandy, of okay. a Could you imagine if he was employee. sober? He'd, what damage he could have yeah. done? He got sent home for being drunk. Right. Came in, shot a guy up, went back home, still drunk. Five hours later, he's passed. If he'd have been sober... He was probably seeing. Two but you know that's awkward. Unstoppable. That's awkward when you go back to work the next day. You it know, is. You, it is. <laughs> when you killed your supervisor, makes for a little bit of tension at the workplace, Brandy. Yeah, I would say. On August twentieth, nineteen eighty-six, in Edmond, California, in another post office shooting, fourteen employees were shot and killed, and six yes. were wounded. Uh, at a uh, postal, uh, did I say California? It's, it's Edmond, Oklahoma. Oklahoma yeah. uh, at a post office in Edmond, uh, Oklahoma, by a man named of, uh, Patrick Shrill, a postman who then killed himself with a shot to the forehead. Oh, that's tricky. Well, here's the, here's you know here's the the thing. If you're gonna do murder suicide, start with the suicide. Yeah, that's right. Right. On August tenth, nineteen eighty nine. That's when you were. That was when you were playing softball. See, Brandy, in my mind, when a softball woman softball player hits a home run and she, you know, she trots around the bases, gets the home plate. And then she just starts making out mm-hmm. at home plate right. with one she of her jumps, teammates. Jumps up and Is down, it? lands on the plate, and into the arms of the next batter, Timmy. And, you know, she's got these huh. hooter type of short shorts. Mm-hmm. That's just what, you know, that's just what happens in my mind, Brandy. I'm not sure if it, that's I'm not sure how, how, how often it happens in real life, but it always happens in my mind. Deborah, when you was playing, did they have the face masks? No. Okay. Yeah, I I thought that was a new thing, I, and I'm not. Uh, we didn't have, but they're a smart thing to yeah, have. We did not. Well, I guess because yeah, they 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 do pitch fast, but uh, how do you? I guess you could foul foul a pitch off into your face or something. No, I mean the pitches and I mean, the fielders got foul tip into your face. I mean, if you watch the Kali, I, I I love watching women's softball on on TV. Oh, me too. Me too. And, but they, uh, yeah, the infielders are wearing Big face fan. masks. Big fan, Brandy. It's like porn. Yeah. You're just yammering. Go uh, on. On August 10th, 1989, in Escondido, California, letter carrier John Merlin Taylor. See, he's got three names, Brandy. That just, he, he's automatically guilty. Right, 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 right. John Merlin Taylor shot and killed his wife, then drove to the Orange uh, Glen Post Office and killed two co-workers before ending the spree by shooting himself in the head. I mean, he went. at least he went to work that day. Now, see, I feel like if his I mean, wife would have gotten up 
and made him a nutritious breakfast, maybe this could have all been it might, Things may have turned out differently. Yeah. Is that what you're saying, Colonel? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he comes in there and she's eat some Fruit Loops. We got cereal. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just not the way to start your day. You know. So you're saying basically it could have been avoided if the woman was doing her yeah, job. I mean, if he would have just sat down, had some bacon, eggs, gravy, biscuits, you know, just... Yeah, you can't once you once you have uh, bacon and eggs, you you don't you don't feel like killing anyone. No, but you know once you sit down at the table and somebody you know pitches a package of pop tarts in front of you, it just (laughs) you're it it grinds your gears, Timmy, and you get all fired up, and you know somebody's somebody's gonna pay for that. So a former uh, United States postal worker, Joseph M. Harris killed his former supervisor, Carol Off, and killed her boyfriend, Cornelius Kasten Jr., at their home uh, with a, what's that, how do you say that, Brandy? Katani knife, Japanese sword. Katani, Japanese sword. Katana? The following morning on wow. October 10th, 1981, Harris then shot and killed uh Two male handlers, Joseph and Paul, 58, of Prospect Park, New Jersey, and Donald McNutt, 63, of Pompton Lakes, New Jersey, at the Ridgewood Post Office. Your thoughts on I that, mean, Brandy? He used a katana. Samurai Postman. That's some serious shit. I think shit. I seen uh, John Belushi do yeah. that skit on Saturday Night Live. It's ninja mm-hmm. Postman. Could be a samurai, though. Yeah. Samurai, yeah. On November 14th, 1991, in Royal Oak, Michigan. I wonder if Nina has been to Royal Oak. You ever been to Royal Oak, Michigan? Uh, I've Colonel? been there, yeah. You I've been there. You go to Michigan. Are you going to Michigan this year? Um, I, we have not been able to do that this year, Timmy. Because yeah. they, they don't want you no, back. No. I'm sure that they... Uh, I'm sure that they miss you, Colonel. I'm sure they do. If 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 maybe I'll go to the Wisconsin side this time, Timmy. You're not going back to Canada, though. Is that right? Well, you know, you can drive into Canada now. They opened up the border for that, Timmy. I'm going up. Um, I'm going to Canada to meet the um, lovely Leanne. Are you? So you're meeting halfway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, well, we're going to spend some time together over well, there. Because, nice. you know, these crazy travel restrictions and stuff. She can't, she can't come to the Don't go to Toronto. Country. Usually I'm okay with any of my, uh, you know, relation uh, relations not being able to come in the United States. But I want Leanne to come to the United States. But now, You finally find one. Now, it's like the gift of the Magi, Brandy, because... Before, you know, if I when I date someone out of the country... It was kind of nice because you had U.S. immigration between you and them, right? Now, when I actually want Leanne to come to the United States, now they got restrictions. It's like the gift of the Magi, Brandy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. On November the 14th, oh, in Royal Oak, Michigan, Thomas McVain killed five people, including himself, and injured five others with a knife, he used a fucking knife, in Royal Oaks Post Office after being um, fired 
uh, from the Postal Service for insubordination. Well, well, I mean, it, I'm, I'm getting a feeling that that was probably justified, Colonel. Yeah, I think it was probably. Yeah, nothing says insubordination been, like gunning down your co-workers, Timmy. He had been uh, previously He'd been warned about shooting for, his co-workers before, and now he'd just done it. So. <laughs> yeah, they frowned on that. I think it's in the personnel manual. He had been previously suspended for getting into altercations with postal customers on his route. Well, you know, sometimes postal customers can be assholes, Brandy. Well, they can. Well, yes, they can. Uh, two shootings took place on the same day, May 6, 1993, a few hours apart. At a post office in Dearborn, Michigan. See, it's something about the... See, that's... You know, that's, maybe that's what's wrong with Nina. Yeah, a lot of shit Colonel. happening She's in, from Michigan. in Michigan up there. Yeah. So in Dearborn, Michigan, Lawrence uh, Janison wounded three and killed one and uh, subsequently killed himself. In uh, uh, And on the same day in Dana Point, California... Mark Richard Hilbrun killed his mother after her dog, oh, and her dog then shot, uh, and then shot two postal workers, killing one. So killed the he, dog. He killed his mom. Yeah, he killed his mom. He killed his dog, and then he went. You know, because you know, he probably was thinking, well, you know, I'll just go and kill a couple of random postal workers because then. This becomes a going postal situation, so they'll probably be more lenient on me because I wonder other what people the are dog doing did. It. It's a fad. Because it's hard. Huh? To, it's hard to say a dog had it coming. You know, you right. go in and but I mean, you go I've, in and shoot up any given place. You pick six people. Probably three of them had it coming. You know what I mean, Timmy? That's that's just the way the mm. world is. But shooting a dog, it's it's rare. It's a rare instance that a dog has it coming. Right. Grant Gallier, a letter carrier in Baker City, Oregon, pleaded guilty to the April 4, 2006 murder of his supervisor. He reportedly brought his 357 Magnum revolver uh, to the uh, city post office with the intention of killing the, his postmaster. When he arrived uh, at the parking lot, he reportedly ran over his supervisor several times. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have laughed Good about Lord. that. He then went uh, into the postal office looking for the postmaster. Not finding him, he went back to the uh, parking lot and shot his supervisor. <laughs> now, so, see, the supervisor probably, and you know, Ben Franklin frowns on, on uh, shooting the postmaster. Yeah, you know the postmaster general is is a is a general. Mm-hmm. You gotta salute them. You gotta salute them, yeah. and they can declare war. <laughs> they can. Sometimes. They can. It's like the uh, surgeon general too. He can declare war mm-hmm. on occasion. Timmy, you know, Sia's uh, the last Sia store is closing. Timmy, the last. Oh, that's the end of an era. I used to go to Sears in downtown Portsmouth after work after school, and they'd have an Atari set up, you mm-hmm. know, so you could play Pong or, 
you know, one of those games. And I would, you know, I'd always get in trouble because I wouldn't come home and I'd forget about dinner because I'd sit there and play for like two or three hours. We had one at the top of our street and it sold uh, bicycles and tires. And I just remember the smell of the rubber when you walked in, Timmy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember that too. Brandy, ever been to Sears and Roebuck? I I, I have been to Sears, yes. Do you think they just he just, they just dropped Roebuck? I mean, because it used to be Sears and Roebuck, and now you never hear Roebuck mentioned. So you know, I think I they was, had a falling out. They did. Uh, well, you know, I was just not thinking about that the other day, and what I decided was, who gives a fuck? Well, Roebuck, I'm oh, sure. Roebuck, yeah. Nope, he's dead. Hmm. You have he's no dead. empathy, do you, Brandy? You cannot, uh, you you cannot. Are you even uh, human? Accept other people's pain. That's. A, I mean, I'm sure it was a very traumatic experience. Uh, Sears and Roebuck had been together for a hundred years, and all of a sudden, Sears says, "What? You know, it's not you, it's me." But you know, it's over. <laughs> well, whatever. Most people would feel compassion for Roebuck. Not you, I, apparently. You, you've not given me any reason to. I feel like Sears and Roebuck, there was a Yoko Ono situation in there, Timmy. Oh, you think I so? Think so, yeah. Yeah, that's, well, my, that's my best guess. All, I mean, all they, good they male friendships. It's like J.C. Penny. I mean, you know, J.C. and Penny could have broken up, but they, stood, they, they stayed together. They made it work. It's just easy to walk away sometimes. You know, that's an easy way out. Sure it is. They could have gone to counseling. Oh, I'm saying, Uh they could have worked on it. They could have read my book, "How to Make Love to Your Business Partner." (laughs) Oh God, no! (laughs) Sure, that's going to be a bestseller. (laughs) Jesus. Well, most uh, most uh, postal shootings involve men, men doing the shooting. Uh, there's been occasion where a few times it involved women, and we're going to yes. talk about that. And the spree killer we're going to talk about is Jennifer San Marco, and Brandy is going to tell her us about her. Tell us if about the devil if she's sober. Do what? As long as I mean, you know, just try to stop drinking long enough to get through this part. That's all we ask. Well, I can't. Our so. our listener, you owe our listeners this time. That's all we're asking. Listeners work hard all week. They're going out. They're uh, they're working and slaving away at their jobs, taking care of their kids. <laughs> they're doing all the things that they're supposed to do, and their their only enjoyment, Brandy, is to come one day a week, is to listen to this podcast. So all we're saying is you should spend a little time preparing. Don't be distracted. Put the booze down and provide our listeners with a little enjoyment for once. For one time. Continue, Brandon. Are you done? Yes, for one time. Not done. Okay. Jennifer San Marco was born in Brooklyn, New York on December 6th, 1961. Yes. That's where Welcome Back Carter was from. 
Jennifer went to where did where did where did high school? Where did are you fucking kidding me? Where did Why can I get through a goddamn <laughs> sentence without you going in the background? What? Where did Con- where did uh, Mr. Cotter come, go go? He's he, they walk in him back, but where did he go, yeah, Colonel? I don't know. It, and see, that might have been there might have been a little uh, frustration that he was supposed to be there for ten, you know. And he just disappeared. Now he comes back. He had cool hair. And that afro going on. Yeah. He got a lot of tail, Colonel. You know he got a lot of tail. Oh, yeah. He did. He did. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Dreams were your ticket out. Go ahead, Brian. All right. Continue. So Jennifer went to Edward R. Murrow High School. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. Hello Fresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Cool. I don't know why I care about that. That's a cool name. She was considered a good student, uh, but she didn't participate in any school activities. She should have participated in 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 their journalism classes because, you know, they were probably pretty good. And being named after Mr. Murrow, I mean. Right. After graduating high school in 1979. Uh, 79, attended... 79. 779. That was our. Uh, that Did was you do a fucking eight ball before we got on here? <laughs> that was our chance. I graduated Jesus in 1979. Fucking Christ. 79, 79. Oh my God. And then the, no. uh, the, the class before us would say 78. 78. Is that because y'all were too stupid to figure out a decent cheer <laughs> that you just threw numbers out? You know, our and uh, it sounds at, stupid. At football games, we would chant, bacon, bacon, greasy, greasy. We can beat your team. Easy, easy. Continue. Wow. I bet that, I bet those words <laughs> stung. That, was, that just had to dishearten. No, they were, they, it, 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 threw, it threw our opponents How off. did the other side ever, recover. ever recover from that? I mean, my God. But you have to admit, so it's, 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 it's pretty clever. It's so clever. Like it has bacon and bacon, everything. Yeah. Bacon, bacon, over easy. Greasy, greasy. Greasy, greasy, okay. No, yeah. Bacon, bacon, greasy, greasy. We can beat your team easy. We just had, you're not a pitcher, you're underwear, stitcher. Timmy. 
That's a good one. <sighs> that really, I mean, that was a shot. Yeah, pitch in the hole 10 feet deep. Can't get out because he got big feet. We went, uh, you know, my my uh, junior or my um, elementary school was Scudder Scudder Ugh. Elementary, and the uh, the the Catholic school, which was directly across the street with it, we would chant back at each other, you know, we uh, recess and stuff, like they were right directly across the street, and eventually because we started throwing rocks at them, that they they nice they they, they changed the. Um, uh, recess time so that they, you know both groups can't be out there at the same time. But they would they were cruel. They would they would chant. Oh, clearly, scatter scatter in the gutter. You're throwing gutter. rocks at them. Scatter 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 in the gutter, eating dirty peanut butter. Dirty peanut butter. I, oh my mean, god. Mean spirited. Obviously. All right. So. So she graduates high school and she attends Brooklyn College. Yo, Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, she then studied natural resources management at Rutgers University in New Jersey. That's a good, good school. Graduate. That's a good school. Seriously, there, Belushi. Why don't you <laughs> sit back a second, take a beat? I'm just trying to keep you focused, Brandy, because our listeners. How they is wanna, this keeping me fucking focused? They want a little enjoyment. You can't even be I, focused. Brandy, uh, Chuck, I, I know oh you. My, you, you have a tendency to drift, Devil. You have a tendency to go off topic. You've received, I'm sure, you, like me, you've received many emails and messages from people saying, can you just please Please ask Brandy, Brandy to, to stay on point. Screen. Just make the point and yeah. Yeah, inform us. Please inform us of the story. But Brandy tends to tell these stories and wander and get off track. And we're just trying to. We're trying to help you help yourself, Devil. That's all. Chuck, That's am all. I wrong? Like honestly, am I am I wrong here? I mean, Timmy sounds like that fucking you know. He sounds like a coked up. Well, squirrel. he may he he may That's have had an extra like. cup of coffee because he's enthusiastic. I admire his enthusiasm. First of all, he doesn't drink coffee. Don't be crazy. <clears throat> I bring the A game when uh, Timmy when does. We record this. Timmy does. I bring my A game. And you know, we haven't we haven't uh, we haven't recorded for a while and timmy's uh timmy's hyped up i mean timmy you know timmy of course he loves <clears throat> baseball and he goes back to the days of you know pete rose and mike schmidt and those guys snorting greenies before the game and uh timmy's got his a game on today so all right i'm not i'm not just gonna trying to provide our listeners a little enjoyment right. for, in their dull gray depressing right. lives just trying, Fuck. just trying to provide him a little pleasure, Brandy. Uh huh. In 1989, Jennifer moved to California. That's, a after lot. That's all the way across the country. Uh huh. This point where that after, out. thank you. Where after studying, she was hired as a guard at a medium, oh, at medium security, Chuckawalla Valley State Prison in Blythe. Oh, she, she was quit. Probably- She's probably snuggling in drugs. She quit two days before her probationary period ended. She never gave a reason for quitting, but was described as quiet, but a good worker. Jennifer held down a number of jobs, including a dispatcher for the Santa Barbara Police Department in the mid-90s, a job for which she underwent a background check and psychological evaluation. She left the job after several months. 
She then worked at a high school serving lunch before quitting in 2000. While at the school, Jennifer received numerous complaints by students and faculty for cussing under her breath while serving food. I ain't even mad at her. Those kids are assholes. <laughs> I was going to say, she kind of sounds like you, Brad. Yeah. Those sounds kids like are assholes. You would do. So the school's principal informed Jennifer that she would not be hired for the 2001 school year. So, of course, Jennifer went out and found herself another job with the U.S. Postal Service at the Santa Barbara Processing and Distribution Center. So she's at a post office in Santa Barbara. I mean, what? Whatever. What could you have to bitch about? Initially, Jennifer did well at her new job before co-workers noticed her strange behavior. She would cuss under her breath while sorting mail, and she refused to sort mail by date or zip code as instructed, but instead sorted the mail by the size of the envelopes or by envelopes that she liked and disliked. Well, she had her own system, Brandy. I clearly... Jesus, God. Jennifer would complain to her co-workers that the envelopes were talking to her and wanted to know which of them had told the envelopes where to find her. Oh. So she's being stalked by by envelopes. Well, let's don't jump to the conclusion that she's she's crazy. I mean, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean there's not someone else. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, sometimes... Right, but I think if you, yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, if you're, you know, just because you're paranoid doesn't mean somebody's out to get you. However, when you become convinced that it's an envelope, that's well, out it's to those get goddamn you, talking I, birthday I like cards. You cross it's the, the line. talking birthday cards and things like that, and you sort them. Oh and yeah, I don't like that. Those cre- they're creepy. They're happy birthday, birthday cards. Over the hill. Yeah, that's creepy when you shit. get shit like that, of course you're going to get, if you don't know those things have been invented, you're going to get a little creeped out. I mean, they may, may no. have been, very well been talking to I mean, to that's it. more creepier than clowns, I think. Yeah, we don't know that they weren't so, talking well, to Well, birthday cards. <laughs> Jennifer, now keep in mind, first of all, I want to say out of the gate that this is not funny. This is a terrible tragedy on all sides. The I mean, envelopes it talking? It really is. You mean because huh? she- because she wasn't, she was mad at the envelopes. I I can't really get past that. So I mean, either somebody at the, uh, you know, at the wherever that the Santa Barbara Police Department did not have a really good psychologist that did that evaluation, because she just didn't, you know. Well, they, I, I, they probably just some, just didn't pass judgment on her because she spoke to, you know, we envelopes. all have our yeah, we all have our little. Oddities, peculiarities. Well, here, here we go, because this lady is just something else. So Jennifer would cuss at the envelopes and would go as far as to write down the names on the envelopes to report their taunting to the police. <laughs> well, I believe you ought to be yeah, able no, to sort your envelopes without being taunted by the other envelopes. Well, well you got to separate mean, the good from the you, bad. You, you and you. The thing is, you. You know, you can only be pushed around so much. I mean, eventually all those, you know, all those envelopes cussing at you, you know. Starts to wear on your nerves. Yeah, sure, sure. She was mad as hell and wasn't going to take it anymore. Well, and and so here's what happened. 
here's what happened. In 2001, fellow employees reported Jennifer peeing in the employee parking lot. Peeing in the parking lot? She had urinated. Wait a minute. Peeing, yes, peeing. Urinating. Like urinating. Urinating. She had urinated in her supervisor's parking space in broad daylight and in full view of coworkers. So my other thing is here. Well, who who among gives us? No I mean, fucks. Who among us? Well, who among us? And Jennifer gives no fucks. Uh, That's you know, awkward coming back, to, coming back from break after you've been seen doing that. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly. like she jumped well, up on a desk and took a dump on his paperweight. Here's a paperweight. That would be cool as hell. We're not there yet. Okay. I mean, it, it might happen. You don't know. We're not there yet. So a couple of co-workers asked if she was okay, and Jennifer would raise her fingers to her lips to hush them and then begin to giggle. Yeah, she's psycho. In 2003, when, a, when her supervisor tried to address her odd behavior, Jennifer had to be removed by police because she was acting strangely. Police had to pull Jennifer out from under a mail sorting machine, and she had to be wheeled from her workplace by police in handcuffs. Oh, she probably got clearly, the mask. She probably got the spit mask. Clearly like and... Silence of the Lambs style. <laughs> yeah. On a dolly. Uh, Jennifer did return briefly, <laughs> but again, but was again removed from the building due to her erratic behavior, and she never returned. I mean, when you, in broad daylight, when you piss in your uh, supervisor's spot, parking spot, that can lead to disciplinary action, Colonel. Well, that's generally a counseling. Um, now, urinating directly into his coffee cup, or as I say... <laughs> defecating on his desk um that's that's more serious that that's that's that, that would be game. going too far yeah yeah well and you're you know look, what you're and looking at a minimum of suspension if you defecate on your boss's uh mm-hmm. sure 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 yes but like i you know i don't even like to watch people i don't know doing weird ass shit like the guy who pooped on the sidewalk across from work i didn't want to see that I can't imagine if it was somebody I knew. I can't imagine if I'm like, hey, there's Chuck. What's he doing? Oh. We were, I don't for, need that for, for our audience, we were outside. You were smoking. And uh, across, across the Tim street. Tim was not smoking. Uh, no, I was he not He just smoking. wanted to be cool. And there were a guy, there was a guy walking down the street, and he just stopped and took a dump. He, d- he didn't he even did. try to he get did. to the uh, bushes. Didn't try to hide himself. Nope. He was right in the middle of a sidewalk on, on a, a four-lane road. And we work on a busy yeah. street. Yeah, yeah, very busy street. And really, the, so, the, I mean, that the was... telling thing is, in, in our neighborhood that we work in, is it didn't even cause traffic to slow down. <laughs> nope. There was just like, I saw, nope, uh, I'll tell you uh, what. Leanne and I were in San Francisco a couple years ago, and we saw a guy taking a dump on the street. Yeah, I don't. I don't get that. He had to go. He left more than his heart in San Francisco, Timmy. Well, right. But when you know, when I saw that guy do, like, I was done for the day. I can't even imagine. Like, all I could think of was, you know what? Somebody, I watched somebody poop on the sidewalk. I'm done. I'm done. I'm no good the rest of the day. (laughs) That should have been an incident report. (laughs) It should have been something. So you know, I can't imagine. Watching somebody that you know 
doing some crazy shit. Well, I think yeah, I think there's a, a, the, a, a huge. Never worked for the post office, Brandy. I think there's a huge chasm yeah. between uh, leaving a liquid or a solid behind. We went to Mammoth Cave, and uh, there was a. Uh, <laughs> oh, here's that. Here's the guy with the poop in his bag. Yeah, Brandy. a group of people. Poop in the bag. Yeah, poop and he had a, a white. I don't need that. A white Adidas tracksuit on, and you know they told us, and then we get halfway in there. And all of a sudden, he rushes to the guide, and he's, uh, you know, very frantic. And and right, because he. Had I only poop. hear the guide say, "This is federal property. You cannot leave that on federal property." And then he disappeared behind this corner in the caves, and then came out carrying a white bag, which I can only imagine was his uh, fecal matter. And uh, and and he. he Filled it up quite a bit, um, and he carried it the rest of the way. Well, yeah, you can't leave it on federal land. No, you can't land. leave it on federal land. I wonder if he took it home with him, or did he, like, discard it? Once well, he, I, he, probably he didn't have to at stop at the, the gift shop. You know, he had a souvenir to bring people home. We were uh, amazing. I went to a baseball game in Detroit once. We were, stay, we were staying on the Windsor side, Canadian side of the border. And there was a shuttle that ran over from Windsor to to the Tiger. It was like Comerica Park where the Tigers play. And on the way back, um, we were we were in this bus like like sardines. I mean, just couldn't move. And a guy had to pee, and he was you know he's like, oh, I got to get off here. I got to get. So then he he tapped me on the shoulder and he said. Can I, I had one like those big souvenir mugs, you know, like you get at the ballpark, plastic, mm-hmm. whatever. And he asked me to use, if he could use my cup. If he could use it. <laughs> he needs to give you five you, bucks. You can <laughs> have you it, can have yeah. It. <laughs> so I gave it to him, and then when he got out, he kind of tossed it. Oh my God, it. did he try and give it back? Yes, he tossed it. He tossed it on the sidewalk or whatever, and he was like, you know, here, do you want this bag? <laughs> no, I really don't. No, really thanks, don't. I'm good. Yeah, he's probably still drinking out of it to this day. Right. Back in the 70s, back returned? in the 70s, in oh days God, of, you know, Shaft and things like that, we were on a bus. And uh, it was crowded, and there was a lady standing. What's that What's that, What's that? that song, Shaft? Oh, he's that's one so bad funny. mother. Shut your mouth. Well, I'm talking yeah, you're about a bad Shaft. mother. That's yeah. We can dig it. So anyway, no. all of a sudden, the foulest of stenches Damn starts to right. permeate the bus. I mean, it's just, it's just eye-watering, Billy Goat gagging stench, you know. And there was a woman Billy holding on to the rail, and she had a bell-bottom polyester lime green pantsuit on, Timmy. Oh, those were popular. They were popular. What was not as popular, what was not an accessory that would usually go with this, was this spreading brown stain that she had on her rear end, Timmy. (laughs) Oh, no. And she, it it was one of those, you know, that she was, I guess, cramping up because she was extremely uncomfortable and... She thought some of the cramp might have been air, and she released it, but it was primarily noxious liquids that uh, 
really did not accessorize fart. with her lime green she lost pants. It. She lost that bet. <laughs> she did. Yeah. It was a high humidity release, Timmy. And uh perfect. Yeah, oh. But I mean, you know, once you, you once once it starts, there's no going back. You know, you're like, well, I guess she just figured, you know what? I've got to see this through. <laughs> yeah, I guess she just figured, you know what? This is going to relieve my cramping. It's going to make other people on the bus uncomfortable, but I'm going to feel better. So, yeah, I, right. I'll never forget Amazing. that. I'll never forget watching the stain slowly expand <laughs> on the buttocks of her lime green pantsuit. Uh, where was she at? She was on the bus in Cincinnati. Oh, on the bus, yeah. okay. Oh, God. That's when you say, next stop, please. Yeah. 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 Well, I looked over to tell my brother, but he had uh, fallen asleep, and there was an older man sitting on the bus, and my brother had fallen asleep and had his head rested on the other man's shoulder, who was a complete stranger. <laughs> you had to wake him up because you didn't want him to miss that. Well, he, he was in the seat across from me. So it was, uh, uh, it's, I don't know. It's like Charlie Murphy says, you just can't make this shit up, Timmy. I'm trying to get my brother's Charlie attention, Murphy. but he's asleep, resting his head on some stranger's shoulder. The lady has shot herself. Oh, God. It was, uh, it, it was a day, Timmy. It was a day. Well. That's a, those are amazing stories. Thank little you did you know that 40 us. years later, you'd be sharing that on a podcast. Exactly. I wonder if the lady still, there had to be something wrong with her. Maybe she just had some, had well, some Thai food that didn't agree with her or something. I, don't I was going to say, something was, something was wrong. Maybe she had parasites, she, Timmy. Like, do you think she, she took the pants to the cleaners or she just kind of threw them away? Or? I don't know. You have to jettison those. Yeah, I think she, yeah, she, had, to, she had to burn them. She had to burn them. Yeah. All right. In 2004, I wish Brandy Jennifer, would get back to the story. I mean, Devil, if you try to keep track, you, you, you we gain momentum in this story and then you break it. So try to try to stay yeah. on board here. But go ahead. Uh huh. So Jennifer gets approved for disability in 2004 for her mental health issues. Pooping in the parking and lot is is almost you almost guarantee she to peed. get approved. Or peeing or she peed. Okay. You know, SSI yeah, disability not, seems as, like a that's sweet That's not gig. As, strong, as strong as case as pooping. I'm going to have to up my game at work, devil. I, I think just to get the SSI disability. Just Yeah, you get, yeah. yeah they'll Poop. file a complaint against you. Yeah, that's, yeah, I don't want that, but, you know. I, I'd be like, what was that show, so, MASH? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. Kling. You going to be Klinger? Yeah, Klinger. I'm just going to, you know. All right. Mm -hmm. I don't remember Kling, Klinger pooping on him. That's why he was still in the army, Timmy. Yeah, never got out. Yeah. Probably still there. He probably is. Oh, my God. Klinger is not still in Korea. All know. right. Do you know? Have you talked to him lately? I have. So, shortly after being approved for her SSI disability, Jennifer sold her home, bought a used car, and planned to drive back east back to the East Coast and live near her family, which probably would have been the best thing for her. Well, it depends on how, I mean, you know, her family might no. not, I mean, her family might be going around pooping in other people's 
But at least she'd have somebody that was looking out for her. Yeah. Mm. You know. So, unfortunately for everyone, Jennifer's car broke down in Grants, New Mexico. And she decided to just get very far and reside there. No, she didn't. She got fucked on that car. So when the car, uh, so she decided to reside and stay there. So she's drive runs out of gas or whatever, and okay, this is where I'm going to live now. Yep, she rented an apartment and, in general, avoided her neighbors. However, it was not long before Jennifer caught her new neighbor's attention. She was soon she soon earned a reputation for strange behavior in her adopted town, which included speaking or sometimes furiously shouting to herself, ordering food at restaurants and bolting out the door before eating it, (laughs) stripping naked in public, often in random parking lots, wow, Uh, kneeling, kneeling and praying in random places, often on the roadside. She's a religious Uh, lady, is that wrong with that? Yeah. Don't judge. She's talking to an imaginary friend talking to an imaginary friend, screaming death threats, yelling profane rap lyrics, and making racist comments. Well, I mean, yeah, she might be me. Whatever. Uh, Jennifer, oh, here we go. Jennifer began getting racist tattoos and showed them to her neighbor, Jeannie Steen. When Steen didn't react, San Marco walked around her in a circle and spat on the ground. Don't know what that means, but it well, can't be good. she showed her. Yeah. Yes, she did. In July of 2004, Jennifer was denied a business license to begin publishing a, peri- publishing a periodical known as the Racist Press. <laughs> I can't imagine. Where, where would the racism come from? Because she didn't. It sound like she was racist. I mean, she may have been racist all along, but right. Well, you don't know what those cards said to it, Timmy. It could have been a turning point. They could have been throwing racial taunts at. I don't know. Well, also at one point, because you have to diversify, uh, she said she wanted to register a cat food business. Okay. And was rejected because she lived in an unincorporated area of is it. Cibola or Cibola County? Yes. Cibola, yeah. Cibola okay. County. While being interviewed there, she would often talk to herself. After that rejection, she would frequently come to the same office and stare at an employee named Sonia Salazar and ask to see her. Salazar was often told to hide when Jennifer came to the office. Uh, Jennifer once made a rude accusation that Salazar slept with someone and the authorities were called. Around the same time, Jennifer also came into contact with authorities after she appeared naked at a gas station. Hmm. I wonder if she, she was, was, wonder if she was pumping it herself. <laughs> well, I don't or she, know. If she was, was pumping herself. herself. She was, Fill her up! But she, but she was clothed when the officers arrived and ultimately... They left her. They let her off with a warning. Have you ever thought about this, Devil? That when nope. Clark Kent goes into a phone booth and then comes out somewhere in the arc of that event, Clark Kent or Superman 
is buck naked in a phone booth. And what does he do with? And what does he do with? Wait a minute, he he is not. He's got his shit on. He can't wear that cape and all that shit underneath a suit. But what's he doing? He's got it underneath. But what? He rips his shirt open and there's an S. He has it underneath. You fucking philistine. Underneath. How how does he? What does he do with the clothes after he's changed? Like what was he? He burns them with his X-ray. He burns Uh, them with his X-ray eyes. I've never seen him do that. Just because you've never seen it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. What I want to know is what happens after he takes off his Clark Kent suit. Yeah. Like his skin? And does he he wear the same underwear? Right. Those red underwear that he has? Yeah. It's all underneath. It's all underneath his fucking Superman outfit. What was those? those, You guys uh, are being ridiculous. What was those underoos? You ever wear underoos, Brandy? Fuck yeah, I wore underoos. I had Wonder Woman underoos. They were the shit. They have a, they have underoos for adults now. Hmm. I wouldn't wear them. So, uh huh. So these run-ins with authorities were frequent. I have more. And, uh, I have more class than wear underoos. Yeah. I I am uh, I'm above that. Of course you are. So I know your first thought when we bring this up, Colonel. When first thought we bring up something like underoos. All the women out there are thinking, ooh, I want to send Tim and Colonel some underwear. Some underwear, yeah. Don't do that. No, don't do it. Don't, don't do it. it. If it ain't silk, it ain't touching my my giblets, Timmy. The Colonel giblets. Very good. Are you done? All silk all the time, Timmy. I'm done. Yes. All right. So she has all these runnings with authorities, and she was once admonished, for driving half naked down the road. Which half? Well, and what what do they we mean is they just like scolded her? They spank her? Did she like it? No. What do you mean what I mean? You wrote the fucking script. You know, uh, I was doing some research in my family uh, tree and you know one of my great 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 grandmother's name was Obedience Carter. Hmm. How's that oh, for you Obedience. She must have been in BDS. She must have been in BDSM. Probably, yeah. Is my guess. I got a picture of her. She, she, was, she, a, was, she was a handsome woman. Was she? She was a raving bitch. I'm sorry, Daddy. Yeah. All right. In November of 2004, a mental health clinic manager named Darlene Hayes said she saw Jennifer San Marco alone in a post office parking lot kneeling at her car and talking to herself. When asked what she was doing, she replied, they pray before they get in. She was supposedly talking about her sister and brother, whom she apparently believed were there. Hayes called the police and left several minutes later. Uh, There were no reports of police responding to the call. So the lady in a mental health crisis gets nothing. Shocking. A man who delivered propane gas to her and described her as polite noted that she noted that she always paid her bills on time, though he had noticed her talking to an imaginary friend. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, those uh, those propane gas salesmen, they they get all. Oh, they get they get so much knacker to me. Hank Hill was rolling in tail. Hank Hill Mm -hmm. is rolling in tail. You're right just can't even 
So, all throughout 2005, make out there like were bandits. similar incidents. What? They make out like bandits. Yeah. Jennifer would complain to neighbors, store clerks, and to anyone who would listen that she was a victim of a terrible conspiracy. She claimed that people who used who she used to work with were conspiring to kill her. In December of 2005, Jennifer purchases Smith & Wesson 9mm handgun uh, ammunition from two different pawn shops. This is where this story takes a this with no problem. Takes a takes a twist a and you know where it's going. Can I get back to Superman? Yeah. Has anybody ever thought about this? No. If him and Lois nope. Lane ever got together. And you know Superman's so powerful because you ever seen him just like shove a person all the way across the room with just a little flick of his wrist. You know, the guy goes flying across yes, the I'm air. Familiar with Superman. So, you know, you're thinking, okay, him and Lois Lane hook up and Superman's, you know, Superman's favorite position, obviously, is doggy style. And, like, one little bucket of hips would... What do you mean, obviously? Well, I mean, that's what, what I, the fuck does that mean? That's what it. I thought it was. Everybody knows it. And, uh, so... Would that just like throw knock Lois Lane across the room into a wall? Would he have to keep going yeah. and getting her? And you know, I mean, how would that like work? If she, it, it, like if she's doing uh, reverse cowgirl, right? She'd be hitting the ceiling, and... being you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it probably would go through the ceiling and like out into outer space. <laughs> exactly. Or she'd be hitting the ceiling fan. I mean, it's just, it, I. Don't you ever wonder about that stuff? The 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 you know I think the there was like some of sort of scandal with uh, with uh, Jimmy the no I think there was a scandal with uh, Roadrunner because here's my I'm thinking that the Acme company I think they were giving them money under the table oh I think to, you know like product product yeah placement. product placement yeah it's it's a Your thoughts on that Brandy. But how how could Superman ever appropriate? That's what I'm wondering. And if he had a condom, oh, he's got that he's got that super sperm, right? But if he had a condom, be like a a, a big uh, fire hose. Wouldn't it just melt and fuse to the person that he was copulating with? I would think so. My book. What's your thoughts on that? I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to investigate this and write a book. I'm not how to make love to to a superhero. I'm just trying to read about this loony lady, and you all are fucking around with Superman and his, you know, super sperm. seed. But it's yeah. the super hip thrust that would, right. you know, I, I would just think it would injure poor Lois. Well, it'd be like a, it'd be like right. a, a, so, a coming through a fire hose or something. <laughs> so much pressure. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Blaster against a wall. Yeah. We'd be able to. She wouldn't even be able to fall to the ground because she'd be <laughs> pinned down by his I mean, super you'd have to give him a little bit of kryptonite before you started. Just a Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just so he didn't hurt you. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. 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 This all is so super not interesting, so let's we're going to go on. Okay, so uh, she got see. a gun. So Jennifer, she got a gun now. Oh, she got a gun. She got ammo. Um, she was the victim of a terrible conspiracy. Um, and they were all conspiring to kill her. So in December, that's not uh, a good combination to be paranoid and 
own a gun. That's not a good well, combination. Well, and she passed it. She passed the background checks to get this gun and this ammo. So on December, or I'm sorry, on January 30th, 2006, Jennifer San Marco drove to her for, to her former Santa Barbara condominium and killed Beverly Graham, a former neighbor who she argued with. Big Jen then drove to the mail processing plant in Goleta, California. She entered the sprawling plant's lot by tailgating another car as it passed through the gate. That's not suspicious. Jennifer gained entry to the building. She's yeah. smart. She's smart. Jennifer gained entry to the building by taking an employee's identification badge at gunpoint in order to gain an electronic access to the secure staff entrance. She's doing some James she Bond shit in here. To leave. She they ain't like. Well, she then told the employee to hmm. leave. She knew and what she was doing. They were unharmed. Okay. Over the Christmas holiday, Jennifer got a buzz cut, which left her barely recognizable and may have helped her gain entry into the building to commit the shootings. Charles. Well, after entering this facility, said facility, Jennifer shot her former co-worker, Z. Fairchild, 37, in the head in the building's parking lot. She turned to another clerk, Malika Higgins, and shot her at point-blank range. Jennifer then shot 42-year-old Nicholas Grant, Nicola Grant. Some postal workers, after hearing gunshots, went to the window to see what the hell was happening. Now, San Marco reportedly turned to them and smiled. Several employees ran to the fire station. Jennifer then... Why didn't they all... Well, Jennifer calmly... Well, they was waiting to see if she was going to pee in the parking space. <laughs> yeah. Right, what, I'm sure. What's this crazy woman going to do next? So Jennifer then calmly walked further into the facility, which had around 80 ploy employees inside at the time, and continued firing. Walking quietly around the complex, which others described as in a trance, Jennifer shot supervisor 44-year-old Charlotte Colton. Now notice the pattern here. All these victims have been female, who was then dragged yeah, yeah. into a room yeah. by a co-worker. Colton would die two days later at Cottage Hospital. Jennifer headed to her former workstation where she encountered 52-year-old Guadalupe Guadalupe Swartz. Guadalupe Swartz. Yeah. I love that. You get a lot of tell with that name, Brandy. Oof. So, I'm sure. Anyway. <laughs> she gets a bat mitzvah yeah. and a kid. Exactly. Oh, that's I'm okay. I'm just going to continue on. I've got too many things going through my head. Some that will probably get me I doubt emails. That. So anyway, mm. Guadalupe saw her coming and tried to flee. Jennifer, however, rapidly fired four shots into Swartz's back, killing her. Now, 57 year old Dexter Shannon, an Air Force veteran of the Vietnam male. War with grandchildren, Heard nothing of the gunshots as he was working with headphones. He did not see Jennifer when she quietly touched the back of his shoulder. When Shannon turned around, Jennifer fatally shot him at the head at point-blank range. Jennifer then gently sat down at her old desk, began humming to herself. She then slowly pointed 
the 9mm gun at her temple, pulling the trigger and killing herself instantly. And yeah. all eight people, including Jennifer, lay dying. Four others would survive this shooting. Police conducted a thorough investigation of the killings uh, to determine her motives. Now, Jennifer was apparently convinced that she was a target of a nefarious conspiracy centered at the Galetta Postal Facility, according to writings recovered from a home in New Mexico. A spokesman for the Santa Barbara Sheriff's Department conjectured that Jennifer's paranoia and history of mental illness may have motivated her to commit the murders. Went out on a limb for that one. Now, racism All that also played a part. In the massacre, six of the victims were minorities. Three were black, one was Chinese-American, one was Hispanic, and one was Filipino. Now, Jennifer may have also murdered Beverly Graham for personal reasons. Graham had been in several arguments with Jennifer. According to Beverly Graham's boyfriend, Sam Marco would then go outside and start singing loudly. Now, Graham also complained that her brother, to her brother, I'm sorry, that Sam Marco would come out and rant and rave in front of the building. According to Jennifer's writings, among these writings, were error-laden explanations of various religions. And a confusing theory linking the U.S. governments to the son of Sam, David Berkowitz, and the Ku Klux Klan and racist murders. A diary with over 100 pages was also found full of meticulously tracked perceived, ooh, like my grudge book at work, perceived slights. Say, like you're, like you're, yeah, and offenses yep. she received from Her people. list of grievances. My list of grievances. Yeah. Big book list of grievances. grievances. Yes. Yep. I have yet. Well, I've yet to I urinate on somebody's parking space. I keep. <laughs> but you're not going to rule it out, are you? Well, I mean, you know, you react as you react. I mean, it really depends on right. what. So, so the woman was crazy. Yes, she was. <laughs> Brandy, what are your final thoughts on Spree Killer? Going Postal, Jennifer San Marco. You know, it really, I mean, clearly she was, she suffered from some mental health issues. I mean, clearly. But, you know, my thing, I guess I would wonder if she hadn't broke down in New Mexico, would this even, would we even be talking about her? Probably not. So I think that was just that little twist of fate there just kind of sealed everyone's doom Colonel what's your final thoughts on serial or spree killer Jennifer San Marco well I feel like um, you know to me there are days that you feel like oh and who was who was our favorite uh, killer the hobo guy Um, Carl Panzram there are times yeah. where you feel like you get home from a long day and you feel like if the world had one neck, you could just choke it out, you know, Timmy. But then you sit down on the deck. I don't, I don't feel and, that And uh, I sit down and I come home and, and I got Rudy and Bo waiting for me and and the world's all right life again. Is, life is Life good. is good. So I feel like had this woman had a canine companion, Timmy, 
None of all of this could have been avoided. She was crazy. Well, she was paranoid. But she didn't have the love of a good dog, Timmy. And I think that will solve a lot of the world's problems, and it could have solved hers. He's got a good point, Brandy. Or maybe she just needed to get a good, you know, boning. I don't know. You know, maybe she just hadn't had any action in a long time. Maybe she had been reading the Colonel's How to Make Love to a Woman pamphlet, because I was only writing, you know, pamphlets like Thomas Paine back then, Timmy. Um, I hadn't gone to a full-blown book. Have you did, Have you written uh, How to Make Love to a Postal Worker? Um, no, Is but I think that volumes? that's something I'm going to have to get into, Timmy, just to make sure that... These things seem to have slowed down quite a bit, Timmy, these uh, postal shootings and, you know, knock on wood. So maybe I don't need to. Maybe I need to just... Uh, just tell people, get yourself a puppy, and, and you'll be fine. That's my theory anyway. Randy, have you, have you, um, have you bought gifts of uh, the Colonel's book for your friend, family and friends? I don't think uh, she has, to me. I don't not. think she has. I don't think she has. Well, we would like to thank all of you who support us on Patreon. It really means a lot to us, and we really appreciate it, and it allows us to handle you know fees and things this costs associated with podcasts yes if you would like to um support us on patreon just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs all one word where you can give a little you can give a lot or curl. just a wee little bit to me just a wee little bit i think i think brandy has passed out yeah uh, brandy as we brandy had been hitting the vodka as, pretty hard i'm right before. here but the two of you just keep yapping oh well Colonel, let's give a shout out, Colonel, to all the wonderful people who support us. We really should, Timmy. Let's start with Kim Purple and Baby Sam. And Baby Sam. Yeah, Baby Sam. And, of course, Stevie, Sarah's brother, Stevie Smiles. 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 Thank Thank you, Stevie. Emily, Alan Cox, Aaron Kunkamola. Rachel Goss, Anna Kaufman, Shelby Pelagi, Robert Benefield, Gina Green, Andrea, Louise Sedones, Tessie, Tessie Alacrampour, Buffy, Danielle Townsend, Marianne Knight, the Already Gone podcast with the lovely Nina Instead, Amber Anderson, Ben Derbrovich, who we are, who we are, our good friend, our good friend, Ben. The Bloody Murder Podcast, Bridget Bernard, Cassie Kitchens, Kelly Jones, Christy Lee, and Canadian True Crime. Me and Kelly, Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones, Kelly Jones, Jones, but I didn't sing it. So, Carl Asplund, Cheryl LeBlanc, Clark and Diane Trowbridge, Erica Kinney, and... You know, Erica, Kenny, Timmy, we have a fantasy football league on the Dweebs page. She mm-hmm. beat me by point two seven points last week, Timmy. Point two seven. This only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. You lost. And, well, it counts in women with uh, lime green pantsuits who have shot themselves. <laughs> Close really counts well. there. Aaron Turner, Marsha Boris, Jay Cleveland Payne. Jamie Dent, Hiro, 
Jason Dykes, Jeff and Don Chestnut are two favorite medical workers. Jennifer yes, Orcutt, Jennifer Svoda, Jess, Kelly Charette, Kim Stroop, Christine Malachinsky, let's see, Laura O'Reilly, Marsha Boris, Marie, Mary Courtney Sheldon, Michelle Johns, my next wife, Paula Kimes, um, Sarah Bloom, Sue Van Hook, Shannon Arnold, Shirley Strap. We hope you're doing well, Shirley. We miss you. Stephen Potts, down in the land, down under. Terry Stratford, the They Walk Among Us podcast that we mentioned with Ben. Great podcast with our good friend Ben. Roseanne and their cats. And Tyrone, mm-hmm. Ty Long, Tommy Lane, and Tracy Smith. And the woman... We do the show for week after week after week. Dottie. Yes. And so Lady like Beverly. Think Lady Beverly. Yes, the Lady lovely, Beverly. The lovely Leanne. Thank you all. Lovely Leanne. Thank you all for joining us. And again, if you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs, all one word. And uh, we would really appreciate your support. Thank you for joining us this week, and we'll see you all next time on History Tweebs. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.